Wait, they have shirts that say Petty Mom and Petty Dad? <laughs> like Petty Grandpa. No, I want to say Petty Grandpa parent. I want the Petty Grandpa one <laughs> for KT. Sabrina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anubis Backwards. Today, we are going to be recapping the episode House of Discovery, House of Hyper. Uh, But first, real quick, we just want to say hello to all of our new followers. Um, Thank you to everyone who listened to our episode with Brad last week. We got some new listeners because of that. So we're so glad you're here. And we're so glad everyone loved the Brad episode because we did too, obviously. (laughs) And then if if you're listening, Brad, thanks for giving us so many shout outs on Twitter. We really appreciate that. That was so awesome of you. And then other news, we have a TikTok now, so you should go follow us on TikTok. It's at Anubis Backwards Pod. We don't have a ton of content yet, but we have lots of ideas because we're all obsessed with TikTok, so it should be a fun time. Go follow us over there. All I do is watch House of Anubis and think about TikToks, and watch TikToks, not think about TikToks. (laughs) Both. Honestly. All right, so uh, let's get into the episode here. Okay, so again, we start with the intro, as usual. I really love that Clarissa is still in the intro, despite the fact that she's basically, like, out of the show at this point. But she's still like, yeah, main character, intro. Good for her. She gets that coin. (laughs) Probably not a lot for the episode she's not actually in, but she's getting that coin. (laughs) Okay, so the episode starts, and we see Victor is in front of the attic door, and he is placing a feather on top of the door so that he can see if anyone decides to sneak up there again the only thing i noticed about this is he's got this like really fancy pinky ring on and i was very confused maybe he just likes fancy jewelry i don't know but i was like you go victor with your fancy ring well maybe he just wanted to match sarah because she's got the fancy locket so it was like i'm getting my fancy ring on oh maybe so then we cut to everyone at breakfast in the morning uh patricia's making fun of victor because in the previous episode we saw him like fall down the stairs and twist his ankle but she's like commenting on him breaking his leg and Trudy's like no he just sprained his ankle stop exaggerating but then Victor comes in and he suspects that someone has purposely broke the floorboard to sabotage him but Trudy's like no like it's always been broken it wasn't anyone's fault they're commenting on like how they've all like tripped over that broken floorboard and Nina goes I haven't tripped on it like you've been there for a week what are you trying to prove (laughs) someone that has lived there for years you have not just it's not all about you, ma'am. You had to be really clumsy to trip over it in the, like, week that she has been at this. <laughs> Speaking of Nina, Nina also had a really fancy ring on, and I was like, go off. I don't, it seemed kind of out of character, but I was like, all right, it's just fancy ring week, I guess. The department was just, like, out there. Like, the wardrobe was like, we got some jewelry, it's nice, we're just going to make random people wear. Yeah, it's all, and it's all, like, vintage looking, too. So maybe they're like, yes, this is the vibe we're going for. Everyone wears vintage large rings. And then in this scene, too, as soon as Fabian started talking, I just, like, because I'm still fresh off of talking to Brad, I just, like, instantly was like, oh, my God, Brad. And I could only see Brad and not Fabian. And it's just, like, a weird, I don't know if you guys are experiencing that, too. It's very strange. Honestly, same, though. I did, like, right after. But, like, that brings us up to another point you'll make later in the episode. And I was like, oh, it's her. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't want to get too into detail what, like, I'm vaguely meaning right now. But, like, if you know, you know. We'll get there. I know. Wait, Emily. (laughs) You'll see it (laughs) The only thing I commented about this scene was that Jerome, Alfie, and Patricia were being cute friendshipy again. It's a good friendship. I like every time we see them, the three of them together, I'm like, man, like we really got gypped of this friendship after season one, didn't we? 
Okay, so after breakfast, Fabian and Nina are walking in the hallway at school, and Fabian is concerned that Victor is on to them, and he thinks that they should avoid the attic for a while, but Nina is like, nope, like, I need to figure out what's going on, and we should really go back, because I want to see where this key leads, and so Fabian's like, fine, whatever. Um, But they're being really cute and flirty, as usual, and I just continue to be like, wow, Fabian is a good time in season one, what a concept. And then the scene ends with, like, Alfie and Jerome in the background being weird again, I just... For no reason. Like, where's Alfie getting these masks from? And, like, why is he wearing them at school just randomly? He's got to have, like, a box in his locker because he whips out. Doesn't he have, like, a Frankenstein one in season two? Yeah. I think so. He's got to just have a box in his locker. (laughs) It's the only thing that makes sense. Okay, so then uh, we cut to Mara and Patricia. They're in the girls' bathroom. Mara's complaining about how Amber wouldn't shut up about Mick the night before now that they're back together, and Patricia comments on how sweet it is that they're back together, at least, but um, Mara kind of just, like, softly agrees and doesn't really say anything, so Patricia's like, ooh, is something up? Do you still like Mick? And Mara denies it at first, but then she admits that she does because they got along so well while she was tutoring him and they were studying, so Patricia asks if she was happy that they split up, and Mara said that while she did feel bad for Amber, she was happy because she doesn't think Amber is right for him. So they walk out of the bathroom bathroom all like giddy and then we realized that amber was in the stall the entire time and she emerges and she looks so sad it like breaks my heart because she just like got betrayed by her friend i feel so bad but at the end of the day mick and mara is my otp so i was you know living for this because we've you know we're starting to get this ship sailing mara says well he is attractive and i'm like yes um another opportunity to thirst over bobby lockwood thank you (laughs) I like how my note on this scene was, why doesn't the bathroom have mirrors? It's so that they can open up the tiles and spy on the teachers. <laughs> Is that why they get mirrors in season two? Maybe. The oh, teachers get, are like... I see, that's like a detail I never even noticed. Popping. It's probably honestly because of the cameras and it's hard to film with mirrors, but like it's kind of funny to think that oh, probably. they got mirrors later. Because there is definitely a scene in season two where they're in mirrors and then I swear there's a mirror in season three when Patricia's crying in the bathroom. All I noticed was the A plus M sticker on the tiles and I'm excited to keep looking out for that because I don't remember if it's only in season one or not. Yeah, it's there after they break up. I think it is for the rest of the season, but then, like, it'd be hilarious if it's season three and we still see, like, A plus M in the background, like, Amber and Maker long over. Patricia, I thought was funny because I said she was kind of being a multi-shipper because she was all like, Mick and Amber back together, that's so cute, but five seconds later, she's like, Mari, you're into Mick? Yeah, go for it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But me too, Patricia. (laughs) I also am a multi-shipper. She likes the chaos of her friends being in love triangles. (laughs) That's true. She's like, oh, they're going to fight? Great. Love it. All right. So after school, Jerome and Alfie are back at the house getting ready for Mick and Amber's getting back together party because they're being extra and having a party. Alfie is upset because his plan to win over Amber didn't work. And now he has to go to this party to watch her get back together with Mick. So he points out that Jerome owes him $20 for not pulling through with his plan to get Alfie and Amber together. But Jerome's like, no, I just need more time. But like for now, there's going to be so many girls at this party. So let's have fun. Where are all these girls that are coming to this party coming from? Like, does Amber just know all these random girls? Where does she know them from? She's a cheerleader, isn't she? Technically implied. I don't know. Oh, true. has cheerleading, I guess, kind of. Why? Only when it's convenient for the plot. (laughs) Why do the children wear purple outfits? (laughs) I don't know. I never understood that. Amber made them get her, give her a team, and she just got to pick the outfits, and that's why it only exists when it's convenient. (laughs) Probably. She was like, 
I don't actually want to be involved in this, but like maybe if I feel like being involved in this, I'll be involved. Because she wants to be popular and like being a cheerleader implies popularity, which I guess that could also be why people came to the party that are not from Anuba's house. Like if Mick and Amber truly are an alpha couple, they probably could have been like, party at Anuba's house for Mick and Amber. Anyone can come. And then just like people just showed up. Maybe Mick is like popular because he's on all the sports teams that we never actually see, but he's on sports teams, right? Oh, true. Yeah. So, you know, all these things that we'll never actually get to see because they're not relevant to the plot, but... (laughs) They're relevant in our hearts. They're relevant in our hearts. These are the, these are the details we need to know. I also said Jerome's too tall for the mirror in their room, which is irrelevant. But like, Jerome's fucking tall. Yeah, especially compared to everyone else. Isn't Eugene like six something, and everyone else is barely like five, <laughs> five? <laughs> like, looks like a giant next to literally anyone he ever. Seen. I know. <laughs> is that the real reason they replaced Bobby with a tall, tall American, aka tall Canadian? Just because, like, they needed to get that height average up. Yeah, because Bobby was pretty short. And I think, like, Brad and Alex are on the shorter side, too. I feel like Alex got tall, or he, like, but not, like, I don't know. I feel like he grew between seasons somehow. Alex definitely. Maybe. Yeah. He'd have, like, a grow, like, a glow up, I guess. You could definitely tell he looks older. All right, so now we cut to Patricia and Mara, who are finishing getting ready for the party. And Mara tells Patricia that she noticed she was being nicer to Nina recently. And Patricia says it's because she realized it really wasn't a coincidence that Nina arrived the day that Joy disappeared. But even though she's being nicer, overall, she still doesn't trust Nina because she noticed Nina's been sneaking out and hiding things. Mara said, Patricia, why don't you trust Nina? Because she's American. And I wrote, take yourself. I'm Patricia just hating Americans because we deserve it. Like, I mean, that was a valid point by Mara, so. <laughs> Don't trust any Americans. Including us. Nope, never. <laughs> including us. <laughs> so then while she's talking about Nina, she suddenly realizes this is the perfect time uh, to see exactly what Nina had been hiding because she noticed she had put some things under her bed. So she asks Mara to guard the door. She finds a box under Nina's bed and in the box there are two keys as well as Nina's diary. So the first key was just the key to the attic, but she doesn't know where the second key is. But then she starts reading the diary. And so first there's an entry about Fabian and they start kind of like laughing at it and teasing him. But then she finds an entry that says Patricia is quite possibly the meanest person I've ever met. And she gets upset. But then before they could talk about it anymore, Nina comes back into the room to tell them the party started. So they quickly put everything back. When they're reading the Fabian part, though, Nina wrote something about Fabian being sweet. And Mara's all like, Fabian, sweet, as if that was a surprise. Like, is Fabian mean? Is Fabian not sweet? Would have Fabian ever not been nice to anyone? Besides right? telling Patricia a witch, I guess. True, but that was like justified. She, he was defending Nina. Maybe he's just like quieter around the house and now he's coming out of the shell and being like more, you know. Mara was so shocked that Fabian would be nice. Unless at this, I mean, we can call this maybe in crumbs if we want. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like, what do you mean someone else likes Fabian? <laughs> Patricia's just like, after I was nice to her that one time, she's like, I'm mean. <laughs> like, girl, you were mean to her like a bajillion times. Honestly, Patricia's mean to everyone. And I would say thank you for it. <laughs> also, I read the note, how dare you compare Nina to a cow? What did cows do to deserve that? <laughs> cows did nothing wrong. Why would we call cows Nina? <laughs> how dare you know? they? How dare? <laughs> and Mara also asked for a job other than gardening. And I'm like, yes, you should give Mara a job other than gardening. Like, let her in, Sabuna. Well. 
Please, please. And then Nina shows up and says that Alfie's downstairs teaching Trudy to pop and lock. <laughs> we were really in 2010, guys. We were really in 2010. <laughs> I wish we could see that too. I wish they like cut to that. I how what I would give to see a scene of Alfie teaching Trudy how to pop and lock. <laughs> I like. Is there a deleted scene somewhere? Can someone hook us up? I need that. That's all I want in my life. Like poor Trudy though. Okay, so now downstairs at the party, Nina runs over to Fabian with the two keys that were in that box that Patricia just found and convinces him that now is the perfect time to go to the attic because everyone's distracted by the party. So they kind of like run off. Then we cut to Jerome and Alfie who are checking out two girls and Alfie's like, should we ask them to dance? But Jerome says no, that they need an irresistible pickup line. So he's like, we could say if I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put you and I together. And so Alfie's like, all right, yeah, I got this. And also I need to point out that he's wearing like a vampire outfit for some reason. I mean, I guess the reason is just because Alfie. But (laughs) So he's got like a vampire cape and teeth in, like fake teeth. And so he walks over. We don't hear exactly what he says, but the girl just like slaps him after he says his pickup line. So he runs back and Jerome's like, what did you do? And he's like, oh, I said, fancy a bite. Which overall, the whole scene is just so cringy with the pickup lines and them like checking out the girls and Jerome trying to give girl advice, but like not really know what he's talking about. But as soon as Alfie says fancy a bite, I like lost it. I was, it was so funny. That's the only reason Alfie wore the vampire costume. Also that and he wants to be, I guess, Twilight. Oh, I didn't even think of that. He's probably trying to be like a Twilight vampire to impress the girls. Twilight later in the episode. Well, saying fancy a bite to a girl seems dirty for like a children's television show. Like that's a little. I know that's probably why I laughed. Scandalous. Also, okay, this might be like a weird conspiracy theory, but like we see Patricia watching Alfie hitting on the girl, and she like looks kind of weird about it. And then I remembered for the first time in a very long time that in season one, I kind of thought Petrofi was going to be like a thing thing. And I am very, like, glad that it's not a thing thing because, like, I love their friendship, like, the way it is, like, so much. And, like, I love that they're just, like, best friends. But, like, in season one, I kind of thought they were going to, like, end up, like, flirting with each other. No, I see what you mean because I think we kind of get to explore their friendship a lot. And I'm sure we'll get into that as we get deeper into the episode. So I could see where we might think like oh this is gonna turn into like a friends to lovers thing but i agree that i'm glad that they're just bros it's a bro tp not an otp yeah but like i kind of thought yeah (laughs) and i I see where you're coming from though like i get it i know what you're talking about also i said mick and amber are so extra for just having this whole party and i have no choice but to stand for it i don't know why everyone else didn't get to have a we got back together party it's you know no one does it like mick and amber yeah as i said would any of the other couples have been that extra no and that's why i'm making amber i stand because they're just extra all right so now we are upstairs and fabian and nina have successfully snuck into the attic however they don't see the feather that victor placed there earlier so the feather just slowly falls to the ground nina's party outfit is cute yes it is they actually all looked really cute that night okay what we're talking about outfits i have to say amber's dress from the front is really cute but if you look at the back the, there's like bows on the back but they look like it's how they look they look like they've been like crushed and they look really like weird huh i didn't pick up on that oh they do kind of like she has like these bows but it does kind of look like her dress needs to be like i don't know like i feel like it was like a weird like material. fluffed 
Yeah. Yeah, the material seems like stiff-ish, which it's cute in the front, but interesting. Also, I think Mara was wearing bike shorts, and I was, like, very fashion-forward of you, Mara. Mara is a trendsetter. Yeah, she had, like, looks like she had bike shorts under her dress, and they were, like, kind of sticking out. And I was like, wow, so 2020 of you, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, Mara. Okay, so next... Normally we wouldn't comment on these, but there's always these little transition shots of the house between scenes if they need to just like establish the setting. So there's a particular transition shot. It is just Anubis house at night and I caught something while watching it. At the very end of the clip, you see like someone's hand come into the frame on the side and they're just like pointing at something and now I can't unsee it. It's just this hand and it comes back again. I'll point it out later, but... (laughs) Okay, so now back to the house as the establishing shot established. Um, Mara's now in the kitchen. She's preparing snacks for the party. When Mick comes in to check on her, he takes this opportunity to apologize to her for making things awkward between her and Amber because of the whole bracelet situation. But Mara says it's okay and that she thinks things are okay now between her and Amber. So then Mick's looking at the food while she prepares it. And he's like, oh, it looks good. And Mara's like, do you ever stop thinking about food? And then she just like, feeds him a chip but right while she's feeding him and being like flirty amber walks in with a cake and she is not amused this is a very great makara scene though like as soon as it started i was like wow i've put this in so many videos and just like the way they look at each other they're like i don't know they're just so happy and they're like looking into each other's eyes and i just love them it makes me happy Brenna's like talking about Makara in my notes where mara's like she's getting out dips when she's putting making a giant bread Honestly, I read your comment and was like, I want toast. <laughs> like, she's like, I'm getting dips, and I guess she does have dips because she was feeding Mick chips, but like, she's literally just putting bread in a basket, and there's so much bread. Also, Jerome in the background is like dancing so hard, he's vibing. <laughs> Should we add like Mara's bread to our hypothetical House of Anubis restaurant? Yes, bread the bread and, basket bread that you dips. get, like, Mara's bread basket. <laughs> Mara's okay, bread it's just, like, leftover. It's just leftover bread from the day before, and whatever kind of ingredients you can make into it, it'll never be oh the same God. thing twice. Mara's <laughs> surprise bread basket. Yeah, like Trudy's surprise pancakes. This is great, guys. Why are we doing a podcast? We should be opening a restaurant. What are we yeah. doing? All right. So when Amber walks in, she tells Mick that they should cut the cake soon. So Mick's like, all right, grabs the cake and he goes to head back into the common room where the party's happening. And that's when Amber gets all up in Mara's face and she's like, keep your paws off my boyfriend. I overheard what you said to Patricia. I know you like him. And Mara's just stunned. She doesn't know what to say. And while all this is happening, Patricia walks up and Amber is like, hey, Patricia, will you swap rooms? Because I don't want to live with Mara anymore. So the drama, Amber is being so savage, but like, I respect her because she sees Mara going after her man and she's like i'm not having it (laughs) okay so like i support amber for loki dragging her but i also want to know like do everything she apologizes tomorrow for being like so aggressive and like low-key kind of a shitty friend to her in this point i don't know because they never really like once sabuna kind of kicks off they don't really talk anymore it's like that that could have been the end of their friendship right there yeah like do martin amber ever really interact after this? Not like one-on-one, I don't think. And I think, you know, they're not like bitchy towards each other after this, but they're definitely not like besties because Amber kind of gets closer with Nina. And then I think by season two, Mara's closer with Joy. So good points, though. Kind of sad because they're fun friends. So Well, men really do be like that, ruining friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me sad, but here we are. All right. So back to the attic. 
Nina, we don't even see her looking around. She's just like, look, I found a box. We just assume she, you know, she was looking, she found it. And the box can be opened with the key that they found. So when they open it, they find these unidentified cylinders and then this weird Egyptian artifact. I don't know how else to describe it. It just has like little twisty parts to it. It's got hieroglyphs on it. So Fabian's like, oh, my uncle's an antiques dealer. He might be able to help us. But then uh, suddenly they hear a noise and they're like, okay, like we should probably get back to the party before anyone suspects that we are up here. So then they take the stuff and Nina goes to put it in her room. Do you think that everyone thinks that Nina and Fabian are in the attic doing weird shit? Or do you think everyone thinks Nina and Fabian snuck away to go make out? They probably, I mean, this is high school. They'd probably be like, ooh, Nina and and Fabian snuck off together. (laughs) Because I think she even like grabs his hand when they like run out. (laughs) They've been out here flirting. If I was one of the random people at the party, I'd be like, wow, Nina and Fabian, like, good for them. I'd be like, wow, is Fabian hooking up with that new American? Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Good for Fabian. Get it, Fabian. Get it. (laughs) So now we cut to the party. Uh, Victor comes into the house now and he just awkwardly like hobbles in, he stares everyone down at the party, the music stops, he's really uncomfortable and then he just is kind of like hmm, and walks out and then the party just carries on. And at this point, we have a little Easter egg, we get to see Brad's fiance. So if you didn't know, um, Brad, again, who plays Fabian, you should know that by now, is engaged and his fiance was an extra in this episode. So that was, I guess, the first time they met, even though they didn't start dating till later, but just fun little yeah, easter egg i kind of want to ask if they ever get brad to come back on like what happened well i because he was still with samantha dorance he was with her until like after i think season three ended but uh, like i want to know if he like if they had talked while she was an extra or not or if it was just like kind of one of those like misconnections kind of thing yeah which is kind of cool in hindsight that's kind of cute yeah, like, I'm sure they probably made, like, small talk, I imagine, but it looked like she was hanging out with Jerome most of the time, so I wonder if she, like, talked to Eugene a lot and not Brad. I don't know. Brad, if you're listening, let us know, or we'll just ask you ourselves, maybe. Nick's dancing is also, like, iconic in this season. <laughs> it really is. Getting down. Like, please just go watch this scene and watch Nick. <laughs> yes, he's so good. And Bobby, I think, is a good dancer. I think he won some, like, dance competitions. (laughs) That was even funnier. It was like a gymnastic show, right? Yeah, it was like a gymnastics dancing with the stars. Yeah, so he clearly has better rhythm than Mick, but that's okay. The UK does things differently, don't they? Yeah. All right, so now we're cutting back to Nina. So she's in her room looking at the artifact because I think she's getting ready to put it away. And that's when Amber walks in. So she like quickly hides the box and Amber thinks it's a jewelry box. So she's like, oh my God, I love jewelry. I want to see it. And Nina's like, no, 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 you don't need to see it and hides the box. So then Amber's like, well, I hope that you'll be friendlier to me in the future because we're going to be roommates. And Nina's like, huh, wait, was that Patricia's idea? Is Patricia still mad at me? And Amber's like, no, it was my idea because I got into a fight with Mara. And then they seem happy that they're going to be roommates. They head downstairs and they go to get cake. So this is like the start of their friendship, which is really cute. And then also there's a reference to Trudy's chocolate cake being to die for. So I'm like, ooh, season two foreshadowing. Probably not intentional, but still cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Like, because they have a whole cake competition. But... Yeah, like that was season two. So like literally making chocolate cake. I also said, oh my God, they were roommates. <laughs> Which <laughs> I thought was funny because then when I was listening to the book host this morning, they were talking about like the, oh my God, they were roommates trope. And I was like, wow, I literally just put that as my note about Nina <laughs> We really hit all the tropes in House of Anubis, so really? okay. <laughs> I had to get that one in there. Nina has an American flag beanie baby. 
And I, I posted this on the um the Anubis Backwards Twitter. So, like, if you guys are listening, you can go look at our Twitter if you ha- didn't already see it. But, like, Nina literally has an American Beanie Beanie Baby. And Emily was looking them up. And apparently they're, like, potentially really expensive. I just want to talk about how his name is Spangle. And also Laura ordered him off Amazon. So he's going to be our podcast mascot. Not a really expensive one. Like, $7 one. (laughs) Yeah, like, when you sent us that screenshot, I was dying. It was so funny. So cute. Yeah, Spangle's going to be our mascot. He should be here on Friday. I can't wait. And I kind of want one now, too. And by the time you listen to this episode, Spangle will probably be at my house. So that's exciting. Yeah, probably follow us on Instagram if you're not already, because I'm sure he'll be on our story. It's just going to be the Adventures of Spangle. No more content. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's you have to take Spangle to Petty Lake. Oh my god, I will take Spangle to Petty Lake. I'll have to go back. If you come to New Jersey, you gotta go to Petty Lake. Yeah, we have to go. We have to go to Petty Lake. Very important. <laughs> Guys, if you see our Instagram, I also over the weekend went to not even on purpose. Well, I did end up going to Lake on purpose, but um, I was meeting up with a friend, and like she looked up like meet halfway because she lives in Pennsylvania and I lived in like North Jersey, and we ended up going to like this place that was right by the Petty School. And side note, like if you like were around in the House of Anubis fan in like 2012. There's a school in New Jersey called the Petty School. They were so nice to us as a fandom. Yeah, we were, really, we were really weird towards them, I feel like. But they were like, <laughs> yeah, we were. They got us. After the season three premiere, they tweeted, I think it was Sarah. Sorry for your loss. And I think about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because like, Petty had broken up. And like, <laughs> uh, like, I feel bad whoever ran that social media because they would get spammed with people being like, oh my god, Petty School. <laughs> And I remember being like with someone. I think I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna crash the petty prom." And the, oh my like, god, <laughs> I didn't. I think that was me and Scarlett that were joking about that. But I mean, you, like, you, were, uh, you were in Jersey, so by happenstance, when I was driving right to this diner that my friend told me to meet her at, I saw a sign that was like, "This is the home of the petty school." So I was like, "Damn!" And then I ended up going to um, Petty Lake. I didn't. I drove by the school. I did not stalk the school because I thought it was a little bit creepy. But I did go to the lake and take pictures with the Petty Lakes. <laughs> I honestly, I iconic. I wish that were me. <laughs> Emily, you gotta come to New Jersey, and then we can all go to Petty Lake. Angle. <laughs> That'll be the day that all three of us are in the same place. It has to be Petty Lake. We just <laughs> we'll record an episode from Petty Lake. Live from Petty Lake. All the random people like are these girls. The answer to that question, random strangers, is no. <laughs> I wonder if we went to petty school and we could get, like, shirts that said petty on. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I kind of need that. They probably have a gift shop. I just didn't, like, go to those school because I felt weird. <laughs> like, the gates weren't closed. You could go there. You could park there. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's nothing in it right now or, like, nothing happening just because it's summer. But also coronavirus but yeah. maybe they have an online shop i'm looking it up right now <laughs> <laughs> so they do have a store but they only have it's not open in person right now but they do have an online damn wait i'm gonna text you guys this. they have a flag that says petty just a giant banner and it just says petty and i have a sweatshirt that just says petty oh um, emily you need it <laughs> i am redoing my room so why would i not get that giant banner <laughs> i'm gonna 
I love it. We just we love the petty school on this podcast. We stand, petty school, thank you. Whoever like your social media manager is, especially as someone who works as like a social media manager now, thank you for like putting up with our bullshit in twenty twelve because like I mean they probably found it was amusing. I feel like if I like at work, like a random fandom was like tweeting my company stuff, I feel like I would think it was funny. Yeah, I think that would probably be the highlight of my day sometimes because I'm sure social media for just like a private school in New Jersey wasn't always exciting so I hope we brought a little joy to their lives (laughs) it's not bad and also um we could go I think in person to the store once corona is over they have crew neck sweatshirts that just say petty too and we're gonna show up and they're gonna be like oh like do you have do you know someone that goes to the petty school and we're gonna be like oh no don't worry about it don't ask questions wait they have shirts that say petty mom and petty dad (laughs) like petty grandpa no i want to say petty grandpa parent i want the petty grandpa one (laughs) (laughs) it hurts from laughing guys (laughs) okay all right so uh, i guess check out pettystore.com this is not a sponsorship we just support them maybe we'll appreciate us being weird because we're gonna try to get people to buy shit from their store (laughs) right yeah sponsor us petty school (laughs) we're gonna be like what are all these random orders we're getting and why okay let's go back on topic anyway where were we even? Okay. Oh, okay. So we just finished with <laughs> Nina and Amber realizing they're going to be roommates and becoming friends. And they walk out. And then we see Victor. Actually, this is a really cool shot. Like they walk out the door and then they walk out of frame. And then we just keep walking out of the room, essentially. And we see Victor go to the attic. And he realizes that the feather is on the ground. So that means someone was in the attic. And he gets all suspicious. So then uh, there's another transition shot. It's that same one before where I now will forever see the hand in the side of the frame. <laughs> Emily put that this should be a new drinking game rule, and I agree. Oh, like when you see the hand? That's fun. All right, so back at the party, Nina and Amber made it downstairs, and Fabian's hanging out with Nina, and he asks her to dance. So cute. But just as they get up to start dancing, Victor storms in, and he ends the party, shuts off the music. He demands that anyone that doesn't live there to go home, and he starts yelling at the students that live there, asking, like, who stole the attic key? Who's in the attic that night? Oh, I made a comment about how the amount of times, like, one of the couples in the show goes, I can't dance, I'll step out of your feet, is very high and, like, kind of astonishing. Like, does no one know how to dance in this house? Apparently not. I think they're all just awkward children, so they're like, oh, I can't. Oh, Fabino is cute, and I put a little shocked emoji because Fabino was being cute. I mean, she's yeah. right. She is right. I, I really, I do ship them season one, at least. I know we just, like, went off on Nina in the Brad episode, but, like, I ship them season one. Okay, so now Victor literally drags Alfie into his office because Alfie got, like, a deer head stuck on his head and so victor's trying to get it off of him and and punish him at the same time he's being super brutal he like literally drags alfie by a cane and then it's like basically strangling him trying to get this mask off so i'm like this is uncomfy but here we are so then alfie when they can't get the mask off says maybe he should just keep being a half human half animal thing because it seems to work for that jacob black dude and amber loves him so is amber team jacob i could see her being team jacob just like strictly on looks because i think taylor lautner is way more amber's type than um robert pattinson in my opinion i feel that i want to know why trudy didn't come to tell victor to knock it off and be nice to the kids i mean she does show up eventually but like ma'am the children 
need to be protected. Yes. <laughs> so then while this is happening, um, Nina takes the opportunity to sneak upstairs. She has the key. She like slips it into Victor's office, like literally just slides it on the floor. And then she sneaks back downstairs. And that's when Trudy walks in to help. And then she finds the key on the floor. So she's like, oh, Victor, like, what are you talking about? The key's right here. So then Nina runs downstairs and explains to everyone what she just did. And Jerome was like, that was such a dumb idea. Why'd you do that? Now we're all going to have to cover for you. But then Fabian points out that it was everyone's fault in the first place that she had to steal the keys. So like Fabian makes points. So then Victor storms down and he's like, who put the key in my office? And he's like questioning everyone individually. And then Nina finally cracks and was like, it was me. But Fabian won't let her take the blame. So he lies and was like, no, it was me. She was just covering for me. And then Mick jumps in, Mick of all people. And he's like, no, like he didn't do it. I did it. So then Mara jumps in and does the same thing. And then Amber and then Patricia and then finally Jerome. So Victor's super frustrated and grounds them all for the weekend. Um, I thought this whole scene was interesting, just like the order in which they covered for each other. So like, obviously Fabian covers for Nina because he's into Nina. But then like Mick covering for Fabian, I was like, yes, okay, like some Mick being vibes over here. And then like Mara covers for Mick, obviously, because she's got a crush on Mick. But I was just like hmm McBean (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was all cute because they were all being friends and like covering for each other and I thought it was like a cute moment of like all the Anubis kids kind of like vibing with each other also I thought Patricia like covering at all was kind of a character moment for her because that's kind of like nice to Nina in a way true like this is almost like early Sabuna in a way like all of them working together even Mick and Mara so I made a note because I had my captions on because I need them and for Jerome when he said he had the key it said it's like regrettably I stole the key and I was like oh (laughs) okay (laughs) okay Jerome I guess Jerome was not about the friendship moment, but I guess he still did it. Which, like, proud of him. Proud of Jerome. So then Victor also gives Alfie extra punishment for the deer head incident. So he has to clean the toilets with a toothbrush, which, like, iconic. We're going to see that punishment a lot. And then Alfie goes, I'd love to see your face in that toilet bowl, which I thought was funny. Trudy kind of thought it was funny, too. But she was like, Alfie, stop. She was, like, smiling. (laughs) Like, go off. But I can't tell you to go off, but go (laughs) off. So now we cut to Monday because I guess it was the weekend because they like make a big point to be like oh it's the weekend now when they're talking or like we're back at school now when they're talking um so Fabian and Nina are walking in the hallway Fabian says that he spent all weekend studying the hieroglyphs on the artifact but he couldn't figure them out which makes sense because I'm sure they're complicated and Fabian is just a high school student but then he asked Nina if she thought any more about talking to his uncle and she kind of is like okay like yeah you're right we should go talk to him so then Fabian and Nina go to visit Uncle Aid's shop Uncle Aid is super sassy like they walk in and he's like Fabian or like who are you like you've gotten so big I haven't seen you in years and he like tells Fabian off for not visiting more and then also he's like let me get you like some bubbles and squeak for lunch and I don't worry I googled it guys because I'm an American I did not know what that was so if you're curious bubbles and squeak is a quirky name for a dish that is mostly fried leftover vegetables and it's usually leftover from Sunday lunch so it's like a popular Monday lunch option I guess so the more you know. I noted that they said that they're grounded, but then they like yeeted off campus to go see Uncle Aid. So I don't know what the rules of being grounded are. That's true. I also don't know what the rules of being grounded are. And we noted that they went at lunchtime, which is true. So maybe they're allowed to not be grounded. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, but like, if in theory, though, they're not being watched by like Victor and Trudy when they're on, like, at the school. School. Maybe, yeah. So maybe that's true. So how would they know? Because, like, Victor and Trudy are just, like, whatever, they're at school, whatever. So it's lunchtime, so they can just 
leave. I mean, unless they were on, like, a full lockdown and I guess had teachers watching over them like they did in season three, but, you know. <laughs> but, like, do you think they're that grounded for the key situation? <laughs> is it, like, Not, they- and then even, like, if they are grounded, do they ever follow the rules? No. no. This is just the beginning. All right, so we're back to school now, and Mick's hanging out with Amber, and he asks why she swapped rooms with Patricia. She said it was because Patricia didn't want to share with Nina anymore, so Mick's like, oh, well, um, you and Mara are still friends, right? And Amber's like, hardly. We have absolutely nothing in common, unlike you and me, boo. And she asks what they do have in common, and he says, we both like going out with good-looking people, and Amber's like, yeah, we do. And it's just the whole scene is just so good. They're so dumb, but I love them. <laughs> The brain cells they don't have, but I love them anyways. <laughs> so funny. And like, I'm pretty sure they probably have other things in common too, but their thought is literally just like, we're both hot. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so happy about it too. Like they walk away so excited. <laughs> like, we are both hot. Amazing. <laughs> So they're walking away, being all hot, and they walk by Amara and Patricia, and Samara says hi, and Mick's all excited, and is like, oh, hi, and he starts to stop to talk to her, but Amber just drags him away. So Patricia asks if Amber is still not talking to Mara, and Mara says, yeah. Patricia says, like, don't worry about it, Amber will come around soon, but then in that moment, Patricia realizes she left her French textbook in her room, so she's like, oh man, I gotta go back to the house and get it. But like, okay, how close is the house to the school? I understand that Fabian and Nina are still in, like, town, but like, how close is the house to the school that they're going to, like, especially because it looks like they're getting ready to go to class. Like, how much time does she have? Truly. Like, Cole, you're going to have to run. How much time do you think that, like, how far away do you think Uncle Aids is from, like, the school that Fabian and Nina went all the way there and, like, ate lunch and hung out with him and then got back? I don't know. Maybe they get, like, a really long lunch. This almost goes back to, like, was it last week when there was, like, suddenly a soccer game and we were like, is this their lunch break? Like, what? <laughs> Like, Unless they have all like lunch and then like a convenient free period right after lunch or something. Maybe like they True. have a really long time. I don't understand. Oh, I think somebody told me once that they had like a tea time where they would like drink tea and just chill in the middle of the school What? I- what? <laughs> I don't want to go to British school. <laughs> Do not quote me on anything I just said. Our British followers, you guys I could be completely wrong. So you get like a lunch and a tea? What? I mean, that would explain this, but I'm upset. That's not fair. Hold on. I Google. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Oh, apparently it specifically lists that the school's lunch break is from 12 to like 1. So they have an hour. Yeah. Okay, which like isn't a long time. But I guess it's enough time to like run home and run back or run to town and back. Yeah. Where did it say that they have an hour lunch break? Like the wiki? Oh, that was no, that was just me Googling if British schools have like a tea time. Oh, I'm obsessed with the idea of them just having a lunch and then having a tea. Yeah, our our British listeners are probably like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> like, we, like, we don't get a tea time. <laughs> like in America, we had tea time. All right, anyway. So it's still lunchtime, however long this lunch period is. We're back at Uncle Aid's now, and he's examining the cylinders that they brought. So he tells them that they are phonographic cylinders, which are similar to mini cassettes. He says that he doesn't have anything that can play them, but he shows them a picture of what can. And it's called Edison's phonograph. And as soon as Fabian and Nina see it, they're instantly like, yes, like that's in the attic. So then he starts to analyze the little Egyptian artifact thing that they brought, but he doesn't know what it is. And he's like, oh, can I hold on to this so that 
I can study it more. And Nina's like, no, and quickly takes it back. So then Uncle Aid starts to make comments about Fabian and Nina now. And he's like, oh, like, you guys are perfect for each other. And Fabian gets all awkward and, like, quickly changes the subject and, like, is like, okay, time to go. So then they leave. Love Uncle Aid being a Fabiano shipper. Also, when he said Edison, I was like, Eddie's here. Oh, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually Eddie's phonograph. (laughs) (laughs) The real reason he has to come to the UK in season two just to get it back. He's like, Dad, just to get his phonograph. You took it all the way to a freaking England. God, Dad, leave me alone. This is not how you get your son to bond with you, sir. <laughs> okay, so now we go back to the house, and Victor is sitting at the table talking to the police officer, and it's the same police officer that Patricia had worked with earlier, and. Patricia ends up walking into the house because she's got to go get her textbook. And when she sees what's happening, she starts eavesdropping and she hears them talking about how Joy is buried, which obviously sounds very sketch. So she's concerned. They're saying something about like, it's time to start organizing our next gathering. And uh, that's it. That's where the episode ends. Oh, you said it sounds like really make it sounds like they murdered Joy. But I mean, like they murdered Nina in season three. So it tracks. (laughs) I felt that. They're just out here murdering everybody. They're just murdering the chosen one. We love this kid show. <laughs> I know. Like Brad was saying, they were trying to keep it Nickelodeon, but I don't know. They like <laughs> like murdering people and dying and shit all the time. They just can't like react heavily about it. <laughs> they have to <laughs> really send the character to hell. All right. So now that we're at the end of the episode, it is time to pick our ship of the week. So I think the number one choice is obvious here. We got to go McBurr because like they literally had a party I love to celebrate their relationship. And uh, I put Mikara as an honorable mention just because I am trash for them. <laughs> and they started having cute moments. But I think Mick and Amber win. Mick and Amber were the ones being out here extra for having a whole party to get back together, which was extra, but I was kind of into it. So I said, even though we have not other hot takes for this episode and our fun activity is going to be a whole other thing, that Shruti gave us this hot take that she said that Mikfer is the best couple. And I said, we might as well discuss that now because this is probably the peak for them in canon. Yeah, this is like peak Mikfer. Yeah, I think that they're cute, but I I think that they're the blueprint because I I think I tweeted something about this, but... They're the blueprint because they did the whole, like, we're gonna, like, break up and then get jealous and then not communicate and then get back together without communicating things before anyone else did in the first, like, three, four episodes. So they were really the blueprint for every couple on this entire show. Honestly, Oh, yeah, I 100% agree. They really, truly were the blueprint. They set the standard. It wasn't a good standard, but they did set it. (laughs) It wasn't a good standard. Nobody can me, and they break up for no reason. But, like, it's fine. But I do think they're cute. I do always, and I know that this is definitely Trudy's impact, so, like, shout out Trudy, whatever. But, like, that I kind of ship them in a, like, futuristic way. In a, like, I think that if, like, as, like, grown adults that they like ended up like meeting with each other again that they could like maybe like work things out with each other oh that's kind of cute although i that's what i think about mick and mara so like but again that's my but, trash Mikara Mikara in, but, <laughs> but i do like mick and Amber. i'm mostly trash for pipey but we'll get there <laughs> yeah so yeah so like you know would i say mick and amber are the best couple no but we do love them and they're hilarious i can't like 
they're the comedic relief in all these episodes so far and i love it so much they're so fun to watch and they're so cute together they're hilarious they're kind of the blueprint you know i kind of wish the show would like we got to see more of like how everything was before like the show kicked off so like we got to see mick and amber like in their like prime you know when they're like first together and they're like not having issues yet and like all the friendships yeah that would have been cool to see and like kind of get a better understanding for their relationship dynamic and stuff because we really only get to see kind of like the end of it yeah that would have been nice i always kind of wish that we got like a flashback episode or something because i like want so much to know like what was nick and amber's relationship like like that would have been so good what was like patricia and joy and like what was up with joy and phoebe and like what was all that the stuff that like they always imply Oh, I never thought of a flashback episode, but now I need that. Like, like wow. they always imply, like, in, like, we get such little, like, we get a little bit of context for it, but, like, all the stuff that, like, happened before the show, I would love so much to, like, get to see. That would be so great. I'm gonna think about that for a while. <laughs> we were robbed. We were kind of robbed of the idea of, like, a flashback situation that we could have had. Oh, that's, like, so Nickelodeon, too. How did that not, not happen? Yeah, Nickelodeon, like, does, I feel like, do flashback. Or just, like, kid shows in general. It's, like, a very kid show thing. Hmm. Well, we can just use our imaginations. <laughs> Maybe we'll write a fic about it. Yeah, or we'll talk about writing a fic about it and never write a fic about I, it. Yeah, yeah. Probably. That's what I do. I mean, probably, yes. That's the realistic, <laughs> that's the realistic option here. We'll write a fic about it, but we will think that we're going to and then never do all right so now we can award the brain cell of the week i said it should go to fabian because he was the smart one that was like we have all these things that we don't understand what they mean let's bring them to an expert so thoughts yeah fabian kind of smart back at it again being smart good job fabian keep it up (laughs) nina was starting to get kind of dumb but like in a gutsy way so i guess it needed to happen but yeah um so now for cast news do you want to take it away laura okay so we're about to talk about taylor swift's album but i decided that i kind of wanted to relate taylor swift's album to house manubis directly right so in the song invisible string on the folk world album taylor swift says what was it cold was to steal the axe that I had to grind with the boys that broke my heart. Now I send their baby's presents. And everyone's saying that that line is about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, who I think their baby was just born like today. So congrats to Joe Jonas yeah. and Sophie Turner. That's cute. So basically everyone's saying that song, like that lyric is about Joe and Sophie. And um, Sophie Turner was in Game of Thrones, as we all know, in Eugene Simon, guest starred in Game of Thrones. And she was also in the X-Men movie with Ali Ship. Therefore... Taylor Swift is related to House of Anubis cast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. <laughs> I love this TED Talk. I'm so glad I got to witness it. <laughs> All right. So this is future Brenna here editing the episode. So right after this, we went on to break down Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore. We went song by song and basically decided what character or ship that we thought the song kind of best fit or best described. Uh, and it was going to be like our little fun bonus thing for the end of this episode, but it ended up being so long that it's going to be its own bonus episode. So you guys should definitely stay tuned for that. As usual, you should be following us on Twitter at Anubis Podcast or follow us on Instagram at Anubis Backwards Pod. If you just follow us there, you'll see when the bonus episode is going to come out. It'll be sometime this week. You can always email us. It's AnubisBackwardsPod at gmail.com. And like we mentioned before, follow our new TikTok at AnubisBackwardsPod. So thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you later this week with our bonus episode. So much I wanted to say.
where I see it, is there anyone?